Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to another pod. It is a Monday. We have obviously closed out round 26 of the Supercoach season. Grand finals have been had in my home league. One point loss. If you saw the socials, gutted had Joey Manu, had Dallin Lower score the season, Fifi Low score, played Pappenhausen, Manu as captain. Got beat by one point. So congrats to Stephen. Well done, mate. In Classic, had a dog of a week too. Had the chance to Luke Cleary. Didn't do it. Kept it on Manu. Bought in Dallin. Was going to buy. The three guys I was looking at was AJ Brimson, who scored about a 70. Chance, who scored about an 80. And Cooler, who scored 124. So went for literally the worst option by a country mile. Just sums up the season. But I did just post a thing to say last year, the NRL Rewind in Classic. We did not, we never were outside the top 5,000, finished 50, 50 overall. This year, never inside the top 10,000, going to finish about 17,000. So, all to play for next year. But I do want to start getting into some content here. So, I thought it'd be a really good one just to quickly look at, obviously, because my draft season is over and look back and go, who were the top guys who, you know, finished with the most points in Supercoach and where were they drafted? And we might be able to get a nice little thing of, you know, where where is some value and maybe look for a bit of a trend. And we might do a bigger podcast looking at past seasons as well. So we can kind of see if there's a trend if we need to start looking at as we prep in for next season. Because like we said, there'll be a mock draft every week. There'll be buy position rankings, updated when there's signings, injuries, international. So we're going to go full steam ahead with the draft content heading into the offseason. But this is just a quick one here. So let's look straight at it. And let's just look at the top 10. So the top 10, number 10, Harry Grant. He had an average draft position of six. So um, he is a guy that, you know, would have been the first hooker off the board. I think really after that top six that were drafted, he was that next guy. So... Harry Grant, you drafted him at six overall and you got the player you expect. I think that was a pretty good one there. The next guy is Britton Nickera from the Sharks in the two RF plot. So his average draft position was 68. So that is ultimate value. You're looking at a very, very nice uh, draft. You were able to snag him around there. You kept him more season and he just was really, really performing well, you know, Scoring tries of fun. Didn't score, you know, didn't go anywhere like the 17 or 19, like some of the strike two offs in recent seasons, but just really good base on him. Can get an attacking stat. So that was a very good pick if you got that one. The next pick was Dave Fafida, uh, and he was going average position of 24. Now, I did draft him at 21 in our comp, kept him all season, did a very, very good job for me. So Fifi right around where, you know, you probably got a round early on him. Uh, I do suspect this year he'll be going around that pick, you know, 10 to 15 range. So there definitely some value if you did pick him up early this year. Someone was surprised was so high by thinking back, obviously not now. So that's Scott Drinkwater. So he went 10 overall. No, he went nine overall in our league and average position of 15. So obviously a very slow start for Drinky. If you take out that slow start, he's finished with a very, very wet uh, sale there. And he is, won a lot of comps for a lot of guys. And obviously I got burned. I did trade him away. Um, yeah, would have loved to have had him in that grand final of the Pappenhausen. So 
that was a big dub for anyone there who did take that risk and held him all year. The rest of this top five is crazy. So number five is Jermaine Asako. 205 was his average draft position. Insane that he went so low. When you when you really just take a step back now, it makes a lot of sense, right? He was the first signing for the Dolphins, so he was going to get minutes. He was going to be the goalkeeper in that team. So even we thought that, you know, they're not going to attack well and they're going to have points hard to come by. A goal kicker in an attacking position like the wing, he's always had decent base. He was never a guy that was going to score your single digit. So an absolute steal. He was the one of the last picks in our draft and the guy held him all the way through. So Jermaine Osako, an absolute gun at a 205 average draft position. The next guy, Jermaine Hopgood, all the preseason hype and buzz and, you know, everyone started with him in classic. He still went at 107 uh, average draft position. That's crazy. And I remember in our draft comp, you know, as we're going through and, you know, I obviously had my rankings there. I had him, I'd have to bring it up, but it would have been around the 20 mark. And guys were just going and he was still there. And, you know, they got to a round where for me, it was either stash Pappy or take Hopgood. And I said, okay, I'm going to stash Pappy here and hopefully still there. And obviously he went. And he was held in that guy's team all season, Nom. And yeah, 107. And for what that return was, played most games this year, had a very, very good floor, some good attacking stats in there as well, turned up quite a few times. So Jamal Hopgood, an absolute steal. Nico Hines, average position number two. So he's where, uh, you know, you drafted this guy high, he went high. So he, I obviously drafted number three overall in our league. Carried me all the way, couldn't play in the grand final, which is unfortunate, but yeah, an absolute pleasure watching Nico Hines. And if I had to update my ranking of guys in my super coach team that I love in draft, he's probably number two for me now. Pappenhausen, that year that I had him, is a clear number one. I had Hines for that back end of the storm season when he filled in, that was fun. But having him for a full season at halfback and having that captain choice where, you know, most weeks it was just a set and forget, a very nice one there. So Nico Hines, he missed a few games this year as well, but still able to get up there in the top echelon. Number two, and he will finish as number one. So let's quickly go to number one because he will drop to number two after this week. It is Clint Gutherson, an average drop position of 21. He was uh, in the second round of our current comp as well. So right around that mark and he just repaid owners. If you, you know, went that early on Gutho, you know, he was really looked at that then step below those big guys, you know, your teddies, your turbos, um, Latrells, but he just went in there and did a job. Very, very durable, great floor, goal kicked a couple of times in the year. And that last game against the Panthers just showed you if he had, if you had him in his team, he was a really, really good player for you this year. So Clint Gutherson, I think will skyrocket up boards even more next year. I will be surprised if he does make it out of the first 15 picks next year. But he will be number one if he does play this week. Sean Johnson, 176, 167. So, again, if you took the punt, you know, I know Dave in our comp the last couple of years has gone on Sean, never paid off. There were guys this year saying, you know, this isn't this is the last year. He's on his last legs. So he'll get replaced. Boy, he did not. And he's going to that draft position. Like I, Jermaine is like a 205. I can still see him, you know, falling down a little bit next year, and he'll obviously increase, but he won't get to that, you know, first, second round, I don't believe. Sean's a first-round pick next year, and I think there will be lots of guys. Like, that draft position next year is probably going to be 9 or 10 next year, I would say. I think he's going to jump nearly 160 slots, and it's worth it because he is a guy that 
Very, very fun to watch. So he's obviously got that. You know, you want to have him in your team, but obviously played tremendous as well. So Sean Johnson, an absolute weapon there. If he does play, he will get the number one slot. And 2023, Sean Johnson, potentially a topping super coach stats and potentially getting a Dalia medal with his team going into a finals match. Say it ain't so. What a story. So that's the top 10. Any other guys that we'll quickly scroll down and see if there's anyone else we want to talk about here. Ponga is at 11, average position 54. That will be in the first round next year. Nate Cleary is going to finish. Uh, he's right now 12th. Obviously, he was the consensus number one pick. Um, other than that, there's no... Bryce Cartwright is going to finish 16th. Um, 232, an amazing knock there. Dan Gagai is at 23 right now. 111 was his average draft position. Damian Cook, he's an interesting one. He's at 27 right now, an average draft position of 7. Cam Munster at 32, an average draft position of five. I think those guys will drop next year. Munster, not too much because I think that pedigree is still there and everyone wants to own Munster, one of those fun guys to own. But yeah, I don't think Damian Cook's number will be single digit next year. I just have a feeling about that. Scrolling a bit further down, number 39, Matt Timokor, 259 was his draft position. Scotty Sorensen, 41 right now. He was a 274. Uh, and then Brian Kelly at 51 at 246. So what I will do, I'm going to dedicate a full pod and we will go, that might be a half an hour pod really because I want to look at really, we'll look at the last, probably look at the last five years. We'll go back to 2019. We'll pick, you know, 10 real outliers. Look at the top 10, where do they finish? And then have a look at, because I know before the season, James Sersko had a really, really big run of, um, performances where he was just you know knocking out of the park and always finishing top five let's have a look let's finish with james says because that is a good case where's he gonna finish so he's at number 47 um right now and he was draft pick three this year so yeah it's gonna be interesting i've got another pod coming out once the season finishes and everything is locked down and obviously we get to our first mock uh fullback is a very interesting position right now and the number i have james Zesco. It's not number three in the fullback rankings. It's quite a bit lower. So that is going to be one to talk about. But yeah, the draft position. If you're in a draft league, obviously you you think all offseason where you're going to get this guy. It does uh, sway a lot of guys' thinkings when they make trades, especially on the season. No, no, he's a first rounder. I need a first rounder back. And there's guys in our league that will literally just hang on. And even in round 26 go, hey, if, you're, if I'm trading a first rounder, even though he might be number 47 overall like Teddy, I need a first rounder back. So it does play a big uh, factor, the draft position where you do take someone. And I want to look into next year to go, obviously, if you look at this list, who is our Sean Johnson? Who is our Hopgood? Who is our Osaka? Who is our guy that has absolutely fallen off? Is there a chance to come back? Who is our rookie that we're just unsure of, but we think has that pedigree? And who is that guy that is going to a new club? And, you know, there is opportunity. If you look at it, you take a step back, first signing, goal kicker, attacking position, always base well. So I'm sure as we kind of dig through the stats there, we'll be able to find those guys and hopefully uh, we can obviously get that mock draft loaded, the big board loaded, and you can find some guys that you might be able to steal and get your own version of a 2024 SJ or a Sarko there. Leave it there, guys. Got plenty of content coming this week. Check out the socials at the NRL Rewind, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit us up if you have any discussions, you want to talk about any questions. And like I said, we'll be coming in with more podcasts this week. After this week, 
we're into off-season content for the NRL Rewind. That is where we thrive. So thanks for listening, guys. Congrats to Stephen. Well done, mate. I'll be back for the total next year. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.